This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Well, hello and welcome to the View from the Cop Liverpool FC fans podcast on the Blood Red channel. I'm your host, Paul Wheelock, and I'm pleased to say I'm joined by one of our regular guests. That's Anfield season ticket holder, Paul Philbin. Hello. Well, I'm delighted to say we are joined by two very special guests. The first, Nigel Railton, who is the CEO of Camelot, who are, of course, the operators of the National Lottery. Nigel, thank you very much for agreeing to come on and speak to us today. My pleasure. And we're also joined by fellow Liverpool fan, Ben Woods, who 15 years ago this month, was it? Or 15 years yeah, ago last, last week, month, yeah. last week, uh, did what we all dream of doing, and, and that's won, win the lottery. 2.5 million, uh, the price of one whole Sammy Hippia. I yeah. think uh, the stats show me. Uh, Ben, great to have you on, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, it's not every day you get a chance to, to meet and speak to someone who's who's won the lottery. So before we get talking all things Liverpool FC, let's take you back to 2004 when you were 23, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and how and, and when did you find out that you'd, you'd actually won the money that you did? I found out, I'd finished work. I was a, a guard for Rangerdale. Um, I'd finished spare about eight o'clock. Um, Saturday night, went down for a pint with my dad and my mum. Um, and my dad told me in the toilet... <laughs> Do you believe him? <laughs> I, I didn't have the time, like, uh, to check the uh, the numbers on teletext. It's um, not around anymore, is it? But, uh, yeah, check the numbers on teletext, and, and then we had a little, little hug and a cuddle, and then that was it, like. And oh. Just went from there. Did you sleep that night? Yeah, because I'd, I'd had a good time. <laughs> I'd, I've always thought about winning the lottery. I'm sure many people listening to this are probably the same. Where did you keep your ticket that night? Went in, in in my dad's sock drawer. And since then, you know, your life's obviously changed so much, but throughout that all, you've always been a, a Liverpool fan and we got to meet you earlier and when you actually got the cheque like you did in those days, your winner's cheque, you, you actually chose Anfield? Yeah, my me, um, me, me press conference was at Anfield on a, on a Friday morning. Um, say, I'd, I'd been to a Europa League game the night before um, and then we went back, there was a bit of snow on the pitch, I remember it was freezing because it was February. Um, it was it was a surreal day, yeah. yeah. And within 12 months or just over, Liverpool won the Champions League. So it was a pretty good time in your life, that wasn't it? Did, it? Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. I got to uh, got to go out here for I didn't actually get to the game. Um, but yeah, I got to got to come over to Liverpool the next day. Uh, saw the, the bus come come round outside uh, Williamson Square, and that was good. Yeah. Have you ever fancied investing any of your money into Liverpool? I know you follow with them, obviously. You've paid think, for tickets, merchandise, but have you ever felt like buying shares or I anything think at like the that? time, shares were available because it was before like, the takeover, wasn't it? And um, I looked at them, but no one wants to sell them because you know, the, the people who had one were like wanting to hang on to them. And then a couple of years later, the takeover happened and, and I don't think you could get them. Like, you don't, don't think you can get them now either. Like, so no, no, never really got there. So a big red and Nigel, you are as well. I believe it, it. It came through your dad. You know, he was a Stoke fan, but you you got to see Liverpool in action one time, and they were the team yeah, for my you. Dad took me to see Stoke against Liverpool when I was about four, to try and get me to support Stoke, and Liverpool won two 0 and that was about forty odd years ago. So I've uh, been a Liverpool fan ever since. Well, and I'm doing the same thing to my son now. So my son's uh, completely indoctrinated now. Massive Liverpool fan. Best way to be. Best way to be. Let's start by talking about Liverpool, the actual team itself. Ben, you're proof positive that you've got to be in it to win it. And, and Liverpool, despite that disappointment of uh, the derby draw with Everton at, at the weekend, they are very much in the Premier League title race, they, aren't they? You know? Definitely still in it, yeah. Um, I think we, we were in a better position just after Christmas, but um, a couple of draws have probably seen us just fall behind City. But I, I don't think it, it's, it's a bad place to be. I don't think anybody would have had us this close to to City at the start of the season if you'd have had us within what is the nine games left to be a point behind them and 
and being a two-horse race, I think I think everyone would have took it. Before we go on to the uh, the title race itself, Paul, you were at Goodison, weren't you, mm-hmm. at the weekend? Yep. What was the kind of feeling on the uh, like the travelling cop at the time? Because you look at social media on on Sunday night, Monday morning, it felt like another defeat, a, a defeat, oh, not yeah. another defeat, because there's only been one all season. But what were the kind of feeling, you know, with proper Reds? It was bizarre, really, because the way Everton fans reacted was if it was the final day of the season and we hadn't won the title. But, I don't know, obviously disappointments, like you you want to beat Everton no matter what. However, in reality, the only thing that's changed is a two-point swing. We sat here a week ago and we were saying, it's only one point in it, it's not over. That's still the same, but it's not in our favour. It's still not over kind of thing. So, plenty of positives and also the fact that City, the last two games, have only scraped through and he picked up a few injuries and people on social media, especially, have been going on about oh, City going to win every game. They're not. And Liverpool won't win every game, but we'll just have to wait and see. There's still plenty of people being positive about it. There's, it's a quarter of the season left, like so why not? Yeah, Nigel, I think most Liverpool fans at the start of the season, if they would have said, you know, come to the start of March with nine games to go, as Paul said there, and just be a point behind the top, you would have took that. But I suppose those people who were arguing it could have been a seven-point lead, you know, a matter of weeks yeah. ago, or it's been a ten-point, yeah. ten-point lead. Where, where do you stand on on that at the moment? Are you more downbeat, or are you thinking, no, this is an opportunity? No, it's still all to play for, isn't it? I mean, I think if providing Liverpool are there or thereabouts after the Chelsea game with four games to go, you've got a hell of a chance, hell of a chance of doing it. And you know, City have got a lot of injuries, as you said, and uh, you know they've got a lot more games as well coming up over the next few weeks. So. You'd have taken it, wouldn't you? A point behind City at this point in the season all day long. Yeah. Do you think a bit of context is required as well? Because like doing a bit of prep for this podcast, I was having a look at like who's got the record points tally for finishing second and, you know, in the Premier League era. And I think it was United in 2012. They finished with 89 when City, uh, you know, just uh, a Guerrero goal. So like that's a massive amount. But if you look at like City on 71, Liverpool on 70, there's a very good chance that they can both surpass 89 points. Do, Do you think we all forget that like, the, the bar has been raised that high this season. I think a lot of people forget just how good City are. Um, they're, they're, they've got to be one of the best Premier League sides ever. And for us to, to, to have caught up to where they are so so quickly after a couple of years of... Mm. I mean, we were finishing eighth a couple of years ago and, you know, we're there now. The defence has totally changed within 12 months. Um, yeah, I just think a lot of people see a couple of draws and, and there's a little mini meltdown, but... It's got to stick in. It's, it's not even up to 30 games yet. So, yeah, and you, you look at who Liverpool are going up against City as well, backed by their benefactors, I should say. You know, they've got real financial firepower. Nigel, you, you do big numbers in your job as CEO yes. of, of Camelot. It's not an even playing field. So, in that respect, Liverpool are doing well to be to be on the coattails of oh, City. Brilliant. It's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, the, the players have bought and the investments have made compared to City. You know, they've got all those investigations into City at the moment about the fair play league and all that. So, mm-hmm. Liverpool are doing brilliantly. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, some of the purchases have been amazing. In fact, I was thinking about you know on uh, the derby in, in the weekend. You know, the fact you didn't bring Shakiri on towards the end. I don't know what your view on that yeah. is. It's it's crazy because because he could have changed the game. Couldn't he, he could have, yeah. Like, bringing Lallana per- on. Personally, I'd have brought Kaiser on. Uh, we all know that I'm quite a big Kaiser fan. Yesterday, <laughs> but um, yeah, Shakiri was another option. Like at that point, we had a chance of winning the game. Everton looked tired, and bringing Lallana on kind of it allows the Everton defence to go five yards forward because he's not going to get the ball run at them make that running behind from the midfield but yeah why do you think he did that you think he was just trying to play for a draw at that point or something? Oh, of course is in it I think 
I think everyone from probably the 75th minute was take the point and mm. just get away from me. Right. Like, you'd rather have the point than not the point yeah. at the end of the day. So, safety first. Yeah. Do you think like it's hard to criticise Jurgen Klopp because as you guys were saying then he's, he's, he's took Liverpool from eighth to potential title winners in the space of three and a half seasons but the modern nature that it is nowadays you, every manager is open to criticism and, and one you brought up there Nigel was his substitutions on the Sunday do you think it was a bit conservative do you think the fact that it is so nervy and it's such a close title race that maybe he is you know erring uh, on the side of caution sometimes I don't know I mean, no, you can't criticise Klopp no, he knows more about football than I live now so he's doing an amazing job um, it's just my opinion but uh, I, I wasn't at the game so it's uh, you know interesting uh, to hear what the, yeah, what the mood was but I think uh, it's just a cheer he does change games doesn't he he does, yeah, uh, but it is strange we clopped away all of a sudden he stopped using them because up until the middle of December, when he was coming off the bench, he was influencing games. Yeah. Yeah, and even when he was starting, like you look at when he came on against uh, United, uh, how well he played in the second half yeah. against Burnley and whatnot. But since then, really, he has fallen off. Like He came on against West Ham, I think he had about 15, 20 yeah. minutes and did absolutely yeah, nothing. Cool, it? So it, I think... I think Klopp knows that Shaqiri's got big moments in him and that could come later on in the season. Mm. We'll have to wait and see really, won't we? Yeah. Ben, do you think a lot to, it to do with the fact that he's got, he's built, Klopp has built this superb defence so maybe in the mindset as Liverpool fans like yourself, it's it's not that free-flowing heavy metal footballer last season but at the end of the day, as brilliant as last season was getting to the Champions League final, Liverpool didn't qualify for the top four until the last day. No. You know, every chance on the last day of this season, they'll be in, in, in the title race, title race, I should say. I think everybody hankers back to, to score and four. And, but you've got to look back on the fact that we were conceding three. There's a lot of games we, we used to score four, but we concede three. And that hasn't happened this season. The only time it's happened is against Crystal Palace, um, where we conceded the third late on. And I just think defensively, that's what will win us the league. It won't be the fact that we're scoring four and five and it'll be because we're not conceding goals. And I, I, I personally couldn't be couldn't be happier with how the team in general has been playing because um, I'd, I'd take one and two nils over four threes every, every day. Yeah, I can't take the four threes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Seen enough of them last season. Well, apart yeah. from Palace this season, but that was kind of a, a rarity. And, and it, let's face it, going forward, it probably will be a rarity given how good Van Dijk was yeah. on, on Sunday. He's just head and shoulders above everyone on the field, wasn't he? Like that every game, though, isn't he? Yeah. Somebody described him as uh, an adult playing in the kids' team. Yeah. That's it, yeah. yeah. It's it's getting boring now, praising because it's just so <laughs> consistent. You don't have superlatives for him, really. Yeah, and I've just seen Stan Collymore's comments that if uh, <laughs> if City if Guardiola's got anything about him, he'd offer Liverpool stones, Otamendi was it, and, and 150 million. <laughs> but yeah, I saw that. I think he forgets the Van Dijk one to Liverpool over City just yeah. 18 months yeah. ago or whatever it was. Yeah, very true. And and the thing about City there. You know, they have got the advantage again. If they win every of their last nine remaining games, they will be champions. But I think uh, you've got to look at it, the fact that in recent games, Liverpool's slips have been against Bayern Munich and, and Manchester United. I'm putting slips in inverted commas, uh, in inverted commas there. Two elite teams, aren't they? Albeit maybe not as strong as they once were. And then I don't think they'll play a team like Everton who were as motivated as yeah. Everton again this season. That's the thing with the derby, isn't it? You're never, you're never going to be able to foresee a derby because... Everton's, Everton's level will will just rise for Liverpool, whether it's home or away. That's that's their game. They've got nothing else to play for now. That's effectively the last game in, in, in their season. 
Um, so you can you can never see a derby for that for me because they'll always raise the level. They did it when they came to Anfield, and I don't think they did it massively on Sunday because I don't think it was that great a game. Um, but and, and slipping up against Man United, I think everybody, everyone probably would have took a nil-nil against United away because we've been a bit poor there the last couple of seasons. Um, and the Bayern Munich game, I think we deserved to win. Um, we just didn't have our shooting boots on that night. I think Salah and Mane had a couple of opportunities each. And the way we play, I think we're a better side away from home in the Champions League. And people, people are maybe a bit confused because we only need to go there and get a score draw. Yeah, they've got to win the game. We've we've only got to get a score draw. So, and I think, you know, maybe they're aging a bit, and I think we're, we're in a good space in, in that as well. So. We'll come to Munich in a minute, but it's Burnley first, isn't it, this weekend at home? Uh, I'll play devil's advocate a bit. If Klopp has been slightly conservative against United and Everton, is this the kind of game, Paul, you think that he can release the shackles? Um, he's just got to do what he's been doing, really, because at the end of the day, you look at it, Burnley at home, considering their results against, uh, who did they play the other week? Palace? Yeah. He got battered by Palace. Like, so... And at home, you should look at that and go, that's a routine win. Whether it's a 1-0 routine win or a 5-0 routine win, all that matters really is the three points on the board and keep that pressure on Manchester City. It could be a tough game. Like You've got a solid back four, back five when when they're organised. And But at the other, on the other hand, they can be crazy, really, like you've seen against Palace. But it could, it could be easy, it could be tough. It's so cliche, isn't it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll. Uh, you've got to be going into that game confident of three points and nothing else. It doesn't matter what the score is, because if the if it goes on goal difference at the end of the season, we're, no gonna, lose it, yeah. we're gonna lose it. Yeah. yeah, City are just outscorers. Yeah, do you do you agree with that? You know, yeah. the thing that is just don't worry about almost City. Just concentrate on yourselves. Yeah, you can only control what you can control, can't you? But uh, I do think the Burnley game is a huge game. But you've got to be confident. I've been blowing teams away at home, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the Chelsea game is going to be the, the difficult one coming up. Yeah, because Chelsea got a bit of form back, haven't they? Yeah, but, and you know, he seems to turn it on in big games as well, don't he? Hazard particularly, he's got a, a good record against yeah. Liverpool. But uh, yeah, there's, there's a bit to go before we get to Chelsea. But just want to ask all three of you. Obviously, the the shoes on the other foot now, and City are the, are the chased, and Liverpool are the chases. Do you think that will suit Liverpool there? You know, does it take the pressure off a little bit because? This past month, it's all about trying to keep City at bay. Now it's now it's, uh, it's the other way around. I don't really know. Um, I, 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 I tell you what, just, you've just got to concentrate on the game you've got coming up and you've just got to win that game. Mm-hmm. I, I, chasing them down, or it, it depends, because nobody saw them getting beat away at Newcastle. Nobody particularly saw them only win the last two games by, by 1-0, and particularly Saturday, um, getting a, a, a really dodgy penalty late in the game. And... Yeah, I, I still don't see them. I mean, they could go out on the weekend and score seven, or they could go out and get beat one nil. Just have to wait and see. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Has your mindset changed in any way, Paul? You follow him home and away. No, I can't remember if I said it on this or to you just in the office, but. It was about two weeks ago, maybe I said, I think I would rather be in a position of chasing now because the mentality of the fans is, it's crazy at the minute. Like, it's, it's March and people are panicking over it. There's so, so long to go that there's no point in panicking. In fact, there's no point in panicking until 
you're chasing four points with nine available. That's when you start panicking and going all guns blazing, really. But we're in a great position, and at the end of the day, City stormed the league last season, and all you heard on Sky and whatnot is Manchester City have got the know-how, so that benefits them. They've got the know-how of storming the Premier League. Mm. The, apart from the likes of Aguero, David Silva, Fernandinho, there's a lot of these players who haven't been in the title race and pressure does strange things. City have got Wofford, is it, it is Wofford this Yeah, Wofford at home Saturday, yeah. haven't they? What happened at Anfield was was great, but when we played them, Wofford didn't play poorly. They created chances and City's defence is a lot more vulnerable than Liverpool, so you don't know. Like They could go to Etihad and get a 2-2 draw or something. City, despite what people say, and this team, they're going to win every game 4 0, 5 0. I've said it to you before, they get bored being 1 0 up. Mm-hmm. So if you can keep it tight against them, you've always got a chance. It's apart from when you, if you bore them, you just don't have a shot. It's an interesting point, isn't it? Because last season I I started watching, oh, well, I've watched, you know, the City documentary, they did the Amazon Prime mm-hmm. one, like, so got like on the trial. So I watched it all in like a couple of days. And even though they were absolutely amazing last season, you know, they stormed the league 100 points, 100 goals. The, the big pressure games, like what Paul's touching on there, they actually lost. You know, there was that United one, wasn't there? Yeah, when they, United where they were to, up at half time. And you could win the league against yeah. your biggest rivals. And you, we've all seen what happened in the Champions League as well. Does that give you a bit of hope that, you know, they're not this kind of all-conquering, unbeatable side? Definitely. I think they, they've still got really hard games to go. I think they've still got to play Spurs and they've still got to play United. And even though it, it probably benefits us United winning, United will also want to win that game. Um so yeah, I, th- I think the fact that they, they they do seem to just be under a little bit of pressure, um, like they were against Newcastle, we were one 0 up really early in the game, um, and then they didn't have any joy for a bit, and, and and Newcastle pegged them back and ultimately won it in the end. They are vulnerable to that. Mm. Thing with that United game, like you, if you believe social media, United fans want to get beat, but if Manchester City still in the FA Cup, still in the Champions League, already won the League Cup, going for the title. There's a chance that they could outdo Man, Man United. The treble of, their treble of, of 99. And yeah. If you were a United fan and you were willing to accept that, so Liverpool don't win the title, you're mad. Yeah. You're yeah. absolutely yeah. mad. I don't buy it anyway because we can go back to to '95 when it was United versus Blackburn for the title and Liverpool actually beat Blackburn yeah. that day. You know, yeah, United get that goal at yeah. Upton Park. They're the champions. I just think there's something in you as a fan, and certainly it should be as a professional footballer that you you would never want to lose to your biggest rivals, no. would you? No. Yeah. No. I, I, I'd never want to lose to Everton just to like to, to stop someone else yeah. doing something. It'd always be, I want to beat them. Definitely. Well, the league we kind of we've kind of touched now. We've we've done. We've got to talk a little bit about the Champions League because it's Tuesday. It's back, isn't yeah. it? Uh, no, it's Wednesday, isn't it? Sorry, Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday yeah. in Munich against Bayern. Uh, Virgil Van Dijk will be back after missing the first leg through suspension. We've talked about how good he was on on Sunday, but he will make that difference, won't he? You know, it's a it's a different Liverpool team going over there. As, but even though, as you said, rightly said, mate, they were they were the best team in the first leg. Lewandowski didn't get a kick. No, nope. at Anfield, and that was against Matip and Fab. Fabinho have been brought back mm. so bringing Van, Van Dijk back in will just strengthen it even more and as I say they've got to come and have a go and that's when we are really really good mm. when teams come and have a go that's when we're really good and I, I honestly think we'll we'll get through Yeah it's quite interesting that you say when teams have a go and at the moment some teams aren't having a go are they? No. You know like Bayern, Everton and United 
truth, positive kind and of thing. Le- Leicester, Leicester, yeah, yeah. Should have won that game as well. Yeah, about a penalty. Yeah. second half. It's it's almost like teams have cottoned on to how Klopp played last season, and it's 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 not easy, is it? You know, if a team comes and parks the bus, it's it's not straightforward. No, especially the bigger teams. Yeah, yeah. It's a compliment, isn't it? But so, how do you see the game going in Munich? Do you think Liverpool will come through and get through to the quarterfinals? Yeah, I honestly think we'll we'll either draw it, either score draw, or we'll we'll win it. Um, I think like last season we in the away leg in the same round we battered Porto away but we played the first away um, but I, I, I don't think we beat them 5-0 like, but I, th- I do think we'll win it Well I think you'd be more confident of a clean sheet again with Van Dijk back and you say Liverpool on a counter-attack are always dangerous so I think we'll I'd say score draw or win it You'll be there, mate, won't you? I will be, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, what well, a great away trip that is. Well, I've got 10 hours in Hamburg on the uh, Tuesday. If I make that flight to Munich, I'll be so, there. So you might not remember the game no, too much. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For some reason, and since the draw, I've had a bad feeling that we're going to go out. But on the other hand, with Van Dijk being back in the side, Van Dijk being back in the side is important for us. But what's just as important is getting Fabinho back into the midfield. Mm. Because... He's become just as important as Alisson, as Van Dijk, as Salah and whatnot in that side because he just keeps things ticking and he's... I don't think he's lost a header all season when he's on the pitch. It feels like a defining moment in Klopp's Liverpool career and that sounds a bit mad, me saying that. But any time he's come up with, against a team who have the European know-how, it's gone wrong. Like you Dortmund, when we knocked them out... Even though they're always in the Champions League and whatnot, the Europa League, they don't have the know-how apart from that Klopp side from years ago that got to the Champions League final. Sevilla done us. They, they won. Was that three in the a row? Third on the row, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Real Madrid did the same. It, there's on paper maybe our strongest eleven last season would have been better than that Real Madrid strongest eleven. Same with the Sevilla one in 2015. Klopp needs a win against a team who just know how to get through in Europe. And I think it could be like at the final moment in Klopp's Liverpool reign. Yeah, it's a bit cool, like, but you know, it's you look at seasons, don't you? And there's, there's certain moments that change seasons for the better or for the worse. And I think we we all seen in December at the derby with Pickford's Zara and Origi's late minute goal. What what it did for for Liverpool after that was things eight straight wins, wasn't it? In December, do you almost think? It's crazy to say the season's hit a bit of a lull because it's, it's clearly not, but the, the mood's not amazing. You know, results have been up and down, even though there's been no defeats. There's been quite a few draws lately. Do you think going to Munich on, on Wednesday next week and getting a win could really help the you know the rest of the league season almost? Yes, it could. Mm. I think it, it definitely pushes on a bit. Give you a bit a lot of confidence that you can, you can go to a, a ground like that and a team like that. And, and get a win yeah, Liverpool are better when games come thick and fast momentum the, 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 no matter what people say oh need to break the international break so a good time going over to Dubai whatever's good it's not we haven't been great have we after, after Liverpool, the, 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 the training camps yeah, yeah. Look, at, look at December I always go back to December it was a game every three days and what was it nine on the bounce or something yeah. Liverpool won record unbelievable Liverpool are at the best when games come thick and fast and if we go through against Bayern Munich, the games come thick and fast. There won't be a game a week. It'll be every three days, every four days. And that's what they need. 
Yeah, I suppose because City a good example of that they've had this amazing run haven't they apart from that Newcastle defeat and they've been playing games every few days it's kind of like you do wonder sometimes everything these days is about like how players fitness you're doing you know if they go in the red zone you, we best not play them but like in the old days when the poor winning trebles and doubles and stuff like that, that this is what it was all about wasn't it Nigel? I guess the difference in cities is strength of the squad I don't know about your view yeah. oh, it is yeah but <clears throat> you see with City all of a sudden you've got these injuries so these yeah. games will affect them Whereas our players are coming back, Lovren's yeah. international break maybe just yeah, just after the international break maybe Fulham. Oxley Chamberlain's gonna come back in, Gomez isn't far off. So these players who are, will play a massive part in the rest of the season will be coming back and if Liverpool if the squad stay fit, I think we'll be fine. Because you know who City, Fernandinho, he's out for a while, De Bruyne. Yeah. Um, Laporte did big players yeah. aren't they? <laughs> other than Aguero they are City's three main players you'd, yeah. you'd say so no matter what you can have the squad depth you want if three players that important are missing it's going to affect you mm-hmm. just as it is with as with Liverpool yeah you mentioned Oxley Chamberlain there. You know, anyone listening to this podcast on Friday of this week, it looks like he's going to play for the under-23s in a, a game at Derby County. Ben, how much has he been missed? I think his energy has, has been missed a lot. I think he was he was fantastic in the Champions League last season, some of the some of the long-range goals he, he scored as well. I don't think we've, we've really had anybody who's actually had a go from long-range that much this season. Um, and yeah, I think yeah. You know, some of the goals he scored, the City... Um, Two against City, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just think he's good at getting the ball. Like like Kate says, he gets the ball and, and he has a run with it, and he's powerful. Um, I definitely think we, we, we've missed we've missed that. Um, but yeah, it, it's another option to have back when he is fit, and it may not be till the end of this season, start of next season. Do you think it will mean a change in the guard in midfield? I know you've got strong opinions on this, Paul. And I I looked at the derby on Sunday and. Clearly all very good players, Henderson, Wijnaldum and, and particularly Fabinho. But do you think it's a bit samey? Well, it is, yeah. Like I had an argument with uh, Joe, who's one of our sports reporters, uh, on Twitter after the derby over Henderson. I just don't get it. So, like, with Henderson, I don't really want to go into it, but I don't see what he does on the pitch. Whereas Wijnaldum's been great all season. He does similar things to Henderson, but... He will take the ball and run forward with it. He, he will win the ball back off plays and he has got an engine, whereas Henderson seems to have lost that over the last couple of seasons. Yeah. So bringing an, an Oxley chamberlain it should be Kaiser, like if you were to hit the ground run like Hedron expected, but Oxley chamberlain would be that person that comes in alongside Wijnaldum and Fabinho because it is something different. Uh, he will drive, he will shoot from long range. He, that, it, that's it, it's different. The midfield's too similar. If he comes in before the end of this season, like he can get to run a games, he's going to be running off adrenaline. That could be a massive, massive help for Liverpool because he's not going to get 90 minutes by the end no, of the season. There's no. just absolutely no chance. But if he's coming on for 30 minutes or plays an hour and he's running on adrenaline, that could be great for Liverpool. Like if if he comes through Friday, all good. I'd honestly think about putting him in the squad against Fulham and just bring him on. Sunday. Yeah. Just yeah. bring him on for that ten minutes, just let him get back involved. And that ten minutes will just be obviously if the game's tight, don't do it because but if you say two, three nil up with ten to go, bring him on, 
then just get that taste for it and then calm through the international break and let him go in April when we're back up and running. Definitely. Just before we wrap up, it's worth pointing out the fact that if Liverpool beat Burnley this Sunday and then Fulham the Sunday after, they will definitely be top going into the international break because City play Watford at home this Saturday, as we were saying, and then the following weekend they're in the FA Cup, yeah. I think, away yeah. to Swansea. It's kind of like, we've, we've probably said this on this podcast a lot this season, but it, it is time for just calmness, isn't it? You know, yeah, there's, like, no, there's no point in getting worked up about it because it's, we're not, we haven't lost these games. We, people have, people have, have gone on like social media and stuff like that after the games and been really disappointed, but it's been, it's been like they've been taken as a loss and they haven't been losses. You've got to remember, we've lost one game all season and that was to, to City. So it, it, you've just got to keep your head and see where we are in a couple of games. You've also got to enjoy it, haven't you, as well? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's football. Great, football. Great, football. Great, football. Great, football. great season. If you can't enjoy going to the match or watching the football, why are you involved? Exactly. Work stressful enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's something <laughs> to enjoy. Yeah. Like, yeah. On that, what the, the thing since the start of the season is you can't drop points. It, that has been what people have been saying. Fans, the media, people on TV, pundits, whatnot. And it's just, it's just an absolute myth because City and Liverpool have dropped... A, not a load of points because they're on a ridiculous tally. But it's not as if you're playing on FIFA, you throw Evos and whatnot, and just going for maximum points every game. It just, it just won't happen. And like, with a quarter of the season to go, City won't win every game. And if they do, they deserve the title. And also, they, they broke the longest run of wins in, Premier League, in the Premier League era. So, just have to see what happens, really. Yeah, over to you, Sissy. But Paul, no doubt you will be back on this podcast before the end of the season. But uh, Nigel, man, you may not be unless you're fancy yeah. another trip into the Echo to see us. Yeah, by all means, anytime. So I'm going to say, like, can they go and win the, the first title since 1990, bring that Premier League title, all first division and all money back to, to Anfield? What do you think? I don't know. You really I just, just yeah. Know. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, we'll definitely win it um, because we're up against a fantastic side. Uh, one that run away with it last season and, and we're, we're being talked about as the best Premier League side ever and there's been some fantastic Premier League sides. So, I don't know. Well, they're in the mix, aren't they? So that's all you can ask for at this point. I said earlier, you know, I think for me, get through the Chelsea game, they're, they're all there about to four games to go. Yeah, that's, we'll what I, then. that's my feeling. If Liverpool are top after that Chelsea game, they'll win the title. And they're yeah. quite favourable last four fixtures. Exactly. Yeah, they are, yeah. All I think in that period, City have got Burnley away, Tottenham at home, United away. In that week that we play Chelsea, if we come away from that on top, I think we'll win the title. We will see. Well, Nigel, Ben, thank you very much for coming into the Echo and agreeing to do this podcast well, today. Thank you for inviting me. Really enjoyed it. Thank, really you. Enjoyed it. thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.